Welcome to What's Up with Dr. Rupp, where we explore the supernatural. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Rupp. Hi, and welcome to another episode. We are continuing on today in our series about the names of God, and we are talking about how each of his different names represents a different supernatural quality about himself. So the name that we're going to talk about today is Jehovah Sabaoth, and it can mean different things depending on which version of the Bible that you're reading. It's been translated different ways, but it can mean a number of things, including the Lord of hosts, the Lord of armies, or the Lord Almighty. So we're going to talk about the power and might of our God, how he rules over and controls the angels, how he sends them on an assignment to assist us. Those are some of the things we're going to talk about today in regards to the name Jehovah Sabaoth. So he is the commander in chief of his own army, and that includes believers and it includes the angels that he has created. Now we know that he created a bunch of angels and one third of them rebelled with Satan and were cast out of heaven, but he still has two thirds of the angels that he uses on assignment to assist us and help us humans. Um, so we are, we're soldiers in his army. When we become Christians, we automatically become enrolled as, as foot soldiers in his army. Um, God can help us supernaturally. He can help us win physical battles and wars, even one-on-one -on -one conflicts. He can help us win those things in the physical realm, but he also helps us win supernatural and spirit wars. So like I said, we're soldiers in his army. We are in a very real, invisible spirit war against an invisible army with Satan and his fallen angels, the demons. We are in a, a very real spiritual war day to day that we have to fight. Um, but like I said, there's two thirds of the angels that are still on our side. They are available to do God's bidding. We have lots of angelic support. So Hebrews 1 14 says that um, angels are ministering spirits and they are sent to help us. They're help, sent to help, um, help believers. So he sends his angels to protect and to serve us. They um, serve or minister to believers in different ways, including with spiritual warfare and fighting demonic spirits. Now, Psalm 91 11 talks about how the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear God to protect us. So it says, if you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. And then we have Romans 10, 13 that says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that word saved there means different things. It can mean salvation, but it can also mean healing or deliverance from demonic spirits. It can mean protection. It can mean a whole slew of different things that in, kind of encompass the word to protect. So some of the things that that word can mean, it can mean save, um, deliver, protect, heal, preserve, do well, be made whole. So it can mean salvation, receiving our salvation, the forgiveness of sins. It can mean physical and mental healing. It can mean um, deliverance from demonic spirits, but it can also mean protection and that can include physical protection. So that word saved encompasses a whole broad spectrum of things. 
So that means that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That means that you can simply say, help Jesus. Like if you don't know what to pray, if you're in trouble, if you feel scared and you have no idea what to pray, you can just say help Jesus because whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And I've had this so many times where I have been in a situation, I didn't have time to pray or I didn't know what to pray. And I will just say help Jesus. And he sends help. You know, he either comes himself to, to help or he sends angels. I've had it happen many times. Now, this story that I'm going to tell you real quick, it, it doesn't relate to what we're actually going to talk about today about the Lord being the Lord Almighty and the Lord of hosts and the Lord of armies. That's kind of what we're, we're sticking with today with this, this word, um, the name of God, Jehovah Sabaoth. But there was a time when I called on the name of the Lord. I didn't know what to pray. We had actually, um, we had gone out of town to a hospital. My grandpa had fallen and broken his neck. He had to be airlifted to a hospital about an hour away and he had to have some surgery and there were different things that happened, but we would go to visit him every day. It was about an hour drive. And one day there was a storm that happened while we we're at the hospital and on our way home on the highway coming back, there were um, state troopers and they had blocked off a section of the road because there had been a flash flood that had come and it was blocking part of the road. Now the troopers were still directing traffic through, which was kind of deep and I didn't think they should be directing traffic through, but I'm like, okay, well, these other cars are going and they're telling me to go, but my car sat low to the ground. Um, in addition, at the same time that they sent my car going one way, they had a semi truck that they directed coming the opposite direction. And the semi caused these waves to come and it started to sweep my car off the road. Like my car started to drift off the road. And I just quickly said, help Jesus. Cause I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to pray. And I was just like, Oh no, we're getting swept off. And we're going to go into this field that's flooded and <laughs> you know, <laughs> freaking out a little bit. But anyway, I said, help Jesus. Immediately, my car stopped moving off to the side. It straightened up and it kind of just like glided. It's almost like the wheels weren't even touching the ground. It just kind of glided through the rest of the water and back onto the highway. And everybody in the car knew that something supernatural had happened. They felt us, you know, slipping away, being swept off the road. And they heard me say out loud, help Jesus. And then all of a sudden, our car was straightened and moved through <laughs> to the other side of the water. So everybody knew that something had happened. And then the Lord gave me a vision and he popped this like image into my mind of what had happened. And I saw two very large angels, much, much taller, probably twice the size of my car, two angels on each side of my car. Um, so I just had this image of them, two angels on each side of my car that um, stopped my car and pushed it, guided it through to the other side. So that was just an instance where in a split second, when you don't know what to say, you can just say, help Jesus and he will help you. All right. So let's continue on talking about Jehovah Saba Oath. So that's the name. Um, again, depending on which version of the Bible, you might see it translated different ways, including the Lord of hosts, the Lord of armies, or the Lord Almighty. So we do see him called that name in 1 Samuel 1, 3. And it's when it's talking about the man Elkanah when he went up to um, to worship and sacrifice. So 1 Samuel 1.3 says, year after year, this man went up from his town to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts at Shiloh. So the King James Version calls him the Lord of hosts. Now the NIV version and some other versions translate it as the Lord Almighty. But 
there are other versions that translate it a bit differently. So we have like the NLT version that will translate it as the Lord of Heaven's army. So it will even add the word heaven. And then like the New American Standard Bible translates it the Lord of armies. So the word that it's translated from, Saba, it means a mass of persons or things, especially organized for war, an army. So it can mean army, battle, company, host, service, soldiers, or waiting upon warfare. And it comes from the root word actually means to mass an army or servants, to assemble, fight, perform, muster, wait upon, or war. So it often has a military connotation and often it is, well, it can be a group of fighting men, like actual men in an army. Um, Isaiah 13, 4 talks about how it is um, an army being mustered for war. So it's physical people being mustered for war. So 13, Isaiah 13, 4 says, listen, a noise on the mountains like that of a great multitude. Listen, an uproar among the kingdoms like nations massing together. The Lord Almighty is mustering an army for war. But it also can refer to being the host of the angels of heaven, the Lord of the host or the Lord of the angels. And we see that in Psalm 148 too, where it says, praise the Lord, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights above, praise him, all his angels, praise him, all his heavenly host. And then in first Kings 22, 19, it talks about angels as well. And it says, therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing by on his right and on his left. So that passage is also talking about angels. Okay. So the name Jehovah Saba Oath. Um, we see him also called that name in 1 Samuel 17, 45. And this is when David is talking to Goliath. So David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. So it's translated in this verse as the Lord Almighty. This was the NIV version. And then in 2 Kings 6 verses 8 through 17, in this passage, we see how the Lord sent angels to assist Elisha. So he was in a physical um, situation where he was surrounded by physical troops, but the Lord sent this army of angels to help him. And then he prays and, you know, his. I'll, I'll just read the passage. <laughs> so this was when the king of Aram had, had asked who kept warning the Israelites of his plans to attack them. And the Israelites were able to keep escaping. So somebody kept you know, informing the Israelites that there were these plans and plots against them and where they're going to happen. And then when he, the king of Aram would go to attack, the Israelites wouldn't be there. So one of his officers responded and said, Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. Go find out where he is, the king ordered, so I can send men and capture him. The report came back. He is in Dothan. When he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there, they went by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. So Elisha's servant gets up early the next morning and he sees physical army with horses and chariots that have surrounded the city. 
he says to Elisha, oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed to God, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So Elisha was playing, saying, you know, Lord, I see this with my spiritual eyes. Open his spiritual eyes so he can see what's going on in the spirit realm. So the Lord opened his spiritual eyes so he could see. And then he saw all of the angels, the hills full of horses and chariots of fire that were the angels that were there to help them. And then in 2 Kings 19 verse 35, we see that an angel was sent to go fight in a physical battle against human men. So 2 Kings verse 19:35 says, that night, the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 in the Assyrian camp. When the people got up the next morning, there were all the dead bodies. So these people were coming to, um, to war against Israel, and the Lord sent an angel to help them, and the angel wiped out 185,000 men in one night. So there have been many, 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 many supernatural encounters recorded regarding supernatural defense of Israel throughout the years up until even modern day Israel. So you see it all throughout the Bible, how the Lord always fought on behalf of Israel, provided supernatural protection, provided angels, just all kinds of supernatural stuff for Israel including stuff that has occurred during the um, the 1967 Six-Day War in Israel, helping Israel to win this war. Like there was no way possible in the natural that they, they would have won this war. And um, even, people even reported angels assisting and helping out. So there was Egypt, Jordan, Syria, Iraq, and I think there were some other smaller um, countries as well that got involved. But it was Egypt, Jordan, Syria, and Iraq against Israel. And even with them coming against Israel, that many people, they had twice as many soldiers. They had three times as many planes as Israel, and they had four times as many tanks. And even with all of that, Israel was successful and won the war. And so um, I'm going to tell you a few things that happened and that were um, recorded that happened during the Six Day War. So at one point during that war, there um, there were two Israel soldiers, they were on patrol, and they saw in the distance an Egyptian half-track equipped with mounted machine guns and filled with soldiers that were heading right towards them. And the two soldiers didn't have anywhere to hide, so they had no other option but to stand their ground the best that they could. And these Egyptians did not attack them, and their truck just stopped. So the two Israelis approached the vehicle and they saw 18 soldiers that were cowering in fear. And these men started begging for mercy and they gave up. So the two Israeli um, soldiers captured 18 men. And when they later asked them why they didn't shoot at them, they replied that they were about to attack, but then they were just struck with fear and their bodies froze. And they said it was as somehow they had become paralyzed and they could barely hold on to their weapons even. And so when the one guy had asked, he said, tell me, why didn't you shoot at us? The other guy that he asked answered, I don't know. My arms froze. They become, they became paralyzed. My whole body was paralyzed and I don't know why. So no explanation for that other than supernatural encounters, right? Okay, so then there's another story. So there was a small Jewish community that didn't have any soldiers, 
and it came under attack by the Arab forces. And all of a sudden, the Arab forces just ran away in great fear. And later, they reported that they were being attacked by huge, strange beings with flaming swords. Supernatural. Okay, during the, um, the, six, the 1967 Six-Day War, there was another thing that happened. So there was a soldier who had gotten wounded, and he said that he actually heard the voice of God, and the voice of God told him that he was not finished with him yet, and this man survived in a very unlikely scenario where he should not have. So he, he when he got wounded, there were Syrian soldiers that were moving into the area, and they were shooting all the wounded Israeli soldiers. They were about to shoot him when all of a sudden they fled the area, leaving their weapons behind, and the Syrian soldiers later, later reported to UN officers that they saw thousands of angels surrounding the wounded soldier, and that was why they ran away. So Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of the host of angels' armies, sent angels to surround this guy and to protect him. And then there was another thing that happened. Um, there was an Egyptian tank commander in the Sinai Desert, and he surrendered to a vastly inferior Israeli force on the second day of the war because he saw a desert mirage that made him see hundreds of Israeli tanks where there were no more than a dozen. So that was their explanation that it was a mirage. But we know that was probably something supernatural that the Lord made him see to make it appear as if there were a whole bunch of tanks. And you know what? They could have been angel tanks, right? Angels can have tanks. I'm sure. I'm sure they can. So then, um, there's another situation. So there's all, there's all these things that keep happening, but this is so in 1973, then there was one lone Israeli soldier. He took an entire Egyptian patrol patrol all by himself. And when they asked the Egyptian commander, why he and his men gave themselves up to this one lone soldier, he replied, one soldier? No, there were thousands of them. And when they crossed into Israel, into the Israel territory, these beings disappeared. So um, the soldier, you know, he then became a hero and said that he couldn't make any sense of it. He thought he was going to die, but instead the Egyptian forces just turned themselves in. So there are even more miracle stories that can only be explained by God's interference, his sending of supernatural help. When we're in battle, including physical battle, God can assist us with angelic help, but we are also, again, in a very real spiritual, invisible war against the devil and his minions, and God absolutely for sure sends his angels to help us with that as well. So that name, Jehovah Sabaoth, again, his names are covenant names, which means that they are promises to us that we can stand on. So we know that God's not a liar. We know all the, the promises in the Bible are yes and amen to us. And being the Lord of hosts, the Lord of armies, the Lord of angel armies, that's one of his names. And it's a promise that we can stand on that he sends his angels to fight for us and to protect us. So also remember, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And you can just simply say, help Jesus, if you don't know what else to pray. So it's a promise that's in his very name. And I definitely pray for you that you would start to have encounters where you would see the Lord's protection for you. You would start to see him as Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. So if you enjoyed this podcast, check out our Facebook group. It's for all things related to this podcast. It's got all that different episodes and there's, you can comment and ask questions and interact with other people and just discuss the different podcast topics. So 
Um, it's simply named the same thing as this podcast. It's the Facebook group called What's Up with Dr. Rupp. So bless you guys. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Join me next time as we continue to explore the supernatural on What's Up with Dr. Rupp.